present from Manchester, England. This is the main event. Yes, hello, welcome. This is the main event boxing show on Alpha 96.9. Welcome to the show. It's Monday, the 1st of August. In the studio today, myself and Bobby Rimmer are joined by trainer Lee Beard. Good afternoon. Afternoon, Good afternoon, Lee. Thanks for coming in, mate. On the phone as well, we've got Francis Warren and we've got James DeGale as well. So uh, it's a big show as usual. Bobby, we're going to start the show today, though, with. Uh, um, it was meant to be on Premier Sports this week, mate, Friday night, and yeah. uh, it didn't happen. So no, it, well, just to explain they, they what said, happened. He said there was a problem with the camera work, wasn't they? So um, I think it was that shirt, what you'd had on, uh, you know, for yeah. the show. <laughs> I mean, it was really loud, wasn't it? And we couldn't hear him, the talking, could we? The shirt was that loud. <laughs> really made the effort, didn't you? Had your hair done, had everything done, had all your teeth white, and your full job. Bobby had his uh, Snyder Lacoste t shirt on, everything was ready, ready to go. You know, I was firing on all cylinders, and then all of a sudden they'd put it on. You know what, I mean? what they've said to us is uh, it was the camera work, wasn't it? You, yeah, know, it's, yeah. you know, things weren't working out, it, the technical it, difficulties. Yeah, it was, it, was, so. it was the cameras, wasn't it? It wasn't the, the way it was shot on that, it was just the cameras, and so, you know. I mean, they're going to have to. They're going to have to put it on now because you subscribed to Sky, haven't you? Mate? <laughs> and, you know, on the strength, it, it, it had a barbecue and everything. It had the telly put in the back garden. It had the full job ready. And it was all sat there, the family, and it didn't come. You on. could wash a gel out, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it will be on um, in, a, in a couple of weeks. They're saying so. Uh, we've got we've got to wait till they get back to us yeah. and stuff, and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll work it out. I don't think your television debut is way back. <laughs> no, it's there, and it's there on about the door, so. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully, you know, in a couple of weeks. But we'll keep you posted with that anyway, yeah. so hold tight. Right, we're going to uh, start the show with, with Lee, as usual. You've been on there a few times now, Lee, haven't you? So, uh, but no, you've been on twice. Been twice, yeah. 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 Might even be three times. <laughs> he, 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 he got it a lot, Lee, when he was boxing. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you have to watch it with him, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know today. <laughs> Lee, you know, obviously, we, we've talked to you before about, you know, obviously, training, so <laughs> how you started. So we're not going to go into that today, but what have you been up to sort of since you've last been on the show, you know, last sort of three, four, five months. Uh, you know, well, he, he's training at the moment because you know, well, you had Craig, didn't you? Yeah, Craig oh, just oh, uh, fought in the Craig last one show in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, beat a good kid actually, tall kid, six one. Is that the Echo, wasn't it? Yeah, the Echo Arena. Yeah, yeah, he fought really well, Craig, and uh, he's a bit nervous before it for some reason, a bit frustrated. I don't know why, but it's not normal like that. Like he, he handled himself really well in the fight, and uh, as the rounds progressed, like he, he was very strong, and he felt stronger as the rounds as the fight moved on. So uh, he said he felt like he could have done like 10, 12 rounds easily. You know, Craig, I, I've done like, uh, bits of body belt with Craig and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't because he's only a small kid you don't think he's going to be as strong as he is you know and, he, and he's such a likable kid as well yeah, and he's, he's got a, a good nature to him yeah. so, and he's always laughing and joking and messing about and all that and, and, and when he's serious and, he, and, he, and he's put some punches together he's really really strong yeah. you can imagine him how he hurts these kids you know what I mean and you know Lee will tell you he's not at his title weight he, no. you know he's not at championship weight he's always fighting kids a lot heavier than him and, mm. and he's hurting him you know what I mean he's, yeah I remember seeing, seeing him spar uh, John, Johnny Kays he, he looked you know he was, uh, he was definitely holding his own, you know, yeah. against John. Like he's a strong kid in there. But who else do you train, Lee? Yeah, I've got uh, Mendes fighting uh, Henny Mendes in uh, September the tenth, I believe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dates keep changing, but uh, that's in, in Mexico. So he's been like he's been training like as Bobby Alvarez. Like he's been off and on with his training because the dates change a few times. Is that about have you had three different dates? Yeah. Now? So he's had to cut off and start like, sort of like you know so he done over yeah. over training, you know, so he don't hit his peak too soon. Yeah. So he's been stopping and starting a lot, but he's in great shape. Just you know, if, if we careful. didn't know better. You'd think that there was, there was really, really trying to get him beat, wouldn't you? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like he's, he's, he's in camp, isn't he? and he's yeah. getting there, and then all of a sudden he's got to break off, start yeah. again. And you know, it, it's tough for the kid because he's away from home, isn't he? You know, he's not in his natural surroundings, and he thinks he's coming for a training camp, and he gets moved and moved and moved. And well, he was training for Farna at the beginning, and uh, you know, he, he had like six, seven weeks before that Farna fight, and then Farna pulled out a few weeks before the fight, and then like it's supposed to be July the 23rd, then August 20th, September the 10th now. And it's hard that for a boxer, yeah. isn't it? By the time he gets in the ring, they've been training like five months. Yeah. It's yeah. a long time, so yeah. it, it, like, it's difficult trying to keep him motivated and focused as well. Yeah. How did you and RG meet? Like, how did you come? I was to training train? Guzman. Right. Yeah. And yeah. He, he was in the Gleason's gym at the same time, and, and they have the same manager, so it just kind of fitted in there. But I was training for the when he when he won the USBA title against Martin Honario, but right. that was at, um, obviously a bad time when my mom, mother passed away. Like, so I came. I was back in England, and then uh, he was training with Robert Garcia. Then Robert Garcia never, never done the corner for some reason. Guzman ended up doing the corner. I think Robert Garcia had somebody fighting in Mexico at the same time. Okay, cool. Do you know much about the kid that you're fighting, Emma? Because you're fighting for the IBF. Well, I'm not, I'm not watching that many videos yet because it might know. change. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, I've watched him a lot. Yeah, he's a. Salgado, isn't it? He, yeah, he's been training with uh, Nacho Beristein. I've read a few things like, you know, Henny finds different, I don't know, like articles for, in Spanish and like through yeah. Mexico and Dominican and stuff like that. So, and he was saying, Nacho Beristein was saying that Henny's speed is the biggest problem for Salgado. And they were trying to work on Salgado's speed. But no matter how much you work on his speed, he's never going to be as naturally quick as Henny. He was saying that they're going to try and target Henny's body to try and slow him down in the middle in the middle rounds later on in the fight. But he's very difficult to hit. Mendes, Bobby will tell you, he's very difficult yeah. to hit. He'll spend 20, 25 minutes, won't he, in the ring, just doing these little moves on his own right, you know, yeah, before he even that. starts yeah. training, you know. Yeah. He's, and he's, you know, he's, he's really, you know, especially when he's got his Spanish music on. <laughs> Nando's. Yeah, that Nando's music blasting out in the gym. You think he's only going to walk past with half a chicken. But, it's, uh, a, yeah, it's a difficult fight, like, you know, he's a good fighter, uh, Salgado. He's not that George Lenardo's out in the round. Yeah. Mendes doesn't really think he's a puncher, but I think he punch. He's one of those like tall, long-armed fighters, and I think he's got power at the end of his punch. You know, like at long range. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he fights well at all inside. So is that part of your plan then? Yeah, well, he can't outbox Mendes really, but so it's a bit of a. I think Mendes can control if he can control a fight at arm's length on the inside when he does sit inside. Then Henny will be much more stronger than him because he's very big at the weight, Henny too. Yeah. But he fro- he throws real short, like sh- stabbing shots to the body from the inside. And do, uh, does he does he struggle to make the weight, Henny? Yeah, he does, yeah. Big, yeah, he, he finds it difficult to make the weight. You know, he'd be, he'd be looking to move up at 135 soon. Right, yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah. like, he's very, I mean, you've seen him yourself, he's very big at the weight. So when you're travelling over then, or when you're looking to travel, because you're going to train, start training I was in California, California last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have been, yeah, but uh, when the fight got put back, so I just cancelled the flight, you know, and then uh, supposed to be going out to California on Wednesday now. Sweet, so you're going this Wednesday. So this Wednesday, the, yeah. the fight takes place in um, <laughs> Mexico, though, doesn't it? Mexico City, yeah. So when are you going to kind of make that change from California to Mexico? Um, I want to go over to California for like two, three weeks just because of the sparring. Like I know George Linares is in Freddie Roach's gym now and there's Jose Lopez at Ariola's gym. He's good sparring for Mendes. He's fighting uh, Jesse Vargas on, on the uh, September 17th, the week after. So I think George Linares is fighting around about that time as well. So it works out really well. Everybody's got fights at the same time. You know, Jose Lopez fights at 140 and Linares is fighting for the WBC at Lightweight, the belt that Soto gave up. So he's, he's got really good sparring there. So I want him out there uh, what, what, and then go to Mexico. Deal? 
Sorry. I was going to say go over to Mexico for like about 10 days, two weeks before. So is it is, it, is that the sort of limit, 10 days? Cause, you know, because you've got to adjust to the end. Is it high altitude Mexico or something? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. But I mean, it depends, like, because I, I just, when I've gone in, like, in the past, like, I just feel it's like I took Goodman to Vegas uh, for like 10 days before. And, uh, you know, Rick and Matthew and that day used to go out earlier, but see, I'd like to go out straight away wherever it is, earlier, like three, four weeks before. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's just difficult, like, the funds and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, the money itself yeah, makes yeah. it difficult. But if you could, you know, if you've got the money, then you'd go for a month at least, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd have thought. Yeah, that's the idea. And be in that, be in that environment, yeah, go and do your mattress. (laughs) 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 That much under his bed now, his nose is on the floor, on the ceiling. Well, they say, um, you know, for the for the <coughs> listeners out here, like because a, a lot of people don't might not know a lot about Mendes, you know, because obviously he's from the Dominican. He's uh, he's sort of based in New York, you know. So what what type of fighter is he? What you know? How would you describe his style? Predominantly, like he's a boxer. Really likes to be on the back foot. You know, likes if somebody goes to him, then he obviously he's very natural at what he does. Then he was a good amateur. He had mm-hmm. something like two hundred and fifty amateur fights or something. He only lost about twelve Olympian yeah, and all. Yeah, he was yeah. an Olympian and world champion amateur thing and all that stuff. American Games champion, but um, when I was working with him the first time, I just noticed that he didn't <clears throat> like if somebody stood stood off and, and kind of like just egged him on, he wouldn't really want to come forward. Yeah, but it's a mis- I think it's a big mistake. So I've been working a lot on his mistakes, which is like not wanting to come forward. Right. But he'll walk forward now. He'll start pressing people, yeah. and uh, you know that's what I do. Like you know, look at the mistake, uh, the weaknesses. Because uh, when they were training for Boloye in Africa, like, we spent like five six weeks, and a lot of it was on a lot of inside inside fighting, like like body sparring. Dean Harrison was over at the time yeah just solely body sparring instead of like you no know, chest to chest and that kind of stuff when he sparred jose lopez the last time he didn't really want to be there he wants to step back and let him come and start jabbing the head off of him and boxing the hell out of him like but i was forcing him to do things that he's, he's uncomfortable with doing and then uh about three four weeks before, about two three weeks before the fight sorry he said to me lee what happens if the lawyer you know comes forward and i've got a box i said well what, what do you want me to teach you how to box you've had like 250 amateur fights and he does it he does it perfectly naturally do you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. and he just started laughing like but you know i think you've got to work on the what they do bad really yeah. or what they're, what they're not comfortable at as to what they do naturally good or you know he's had 250 amateur fights and he's, he's a natural boxer isn't he? it's really hard sometimes to get a, a fighter to do something different in the ring mm. you know? especially when they're in trouble I can imagine they go back to you naturally yeah, I mean <clears throat> not even in trouble but you know you, you've got you, you ask them to start doing something a little bit different and it's different than what they've been thinking in their head and what they've been doing and so that's why we're obviously sparring you know you get them to, to do it in there and then they'll do it in the ring but some, some kids it just doesn't sink in for a bit yeah, yeah. you know you can keep asking them and asking them to do it and because they don't feel comfortable doing it they won't do it I had it one night with Jack I was asking him to do something <coughs> in the corner after the end of the first round I said Jack do this do this and he'd come back after the second round and he, I said do this do this and he didn't do it third round do this do this and I, at the end of the fight I was that annoyed when the fight he'd won the fight I just walked back to the dressing room on my own I was just that annoyed and then he come in the dressing room and he, and he knew when he walked in he knew because there was just a massive explosion in the dressing room you know what I mean it, it wouldn't, I really give it him but it is it's like Craig, you know, Craig was, you know, he, when I first started training Craig, he just, you know, he could box a bit, but like he wanted to like really fight, you know. You say it all the time, don't you? As soon as he gets cracked in the face, like he's, yeah. he's looking to go wild on you straight away. So I've, like, yeah. I've tried to like, and if you look at his fights, he's, if you look at even the last fight when that kid was, you know, he's a big kid, that kid. Yeah. Stopped to a point, but like if you look at it, Craig's thinking about what he's doing in the ring now. Yeah, he's, he's, control he's, now and he's, he's not he's not had a mark on his face, you know what I mean? He's, like, yeah. His defence has really come on because he's just thinking. Yeah. Well, it's a big part of the job, and it? it's the mental side as well. 
when it actually you know, and, and what you've got with these kids that, that turn pro now, they've all got the arts of lions, aren't they? And they just want to fight, you know. They, that, that's it, you know. And, and you're like holding them back, holding them back, and they want to go and go and go, and you're trying to hold them back. See, mm. no, no, do this, do this, and they just want to go, go out and fight. Yeah, that's what they, they're there for. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've just turned pro in a blaze of glory or whatever, and and they've, the conference is iron. So they just want <coughs> to get in and fight. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to hold them back all the time. It, yeah. Sometimes it becomes hard work. You know. What yeah. I mean? from Manchester, England. This is the main event. Yeah, this is the main event on the Fed Night 6.9. We're joined on the phone now with Francis Warren. Hello, Francis. Good afternoon, how you doing? Thanks for so joining us today. Obviously, you're branching out into the uh, promoting game yourself. Can you tell us um, how life is as a promoter so far, mate? Life so far, life's good. Obviously, it's a very tough business. Um, you know, it's the boxers in the ring, it's a tough business. And for us guys trying to get the, you know, the best fight done for the fans, is, uh, it's a tough business. But it's um, it's one of the most rewarding when you see an arena full of people and you know, I'm enjoying a good night's uh, boxing. Was uh, promoting something that you'd always felt you'd get into Yourself. Sorry, mate, say that again. What's promoting something that you'd always thought you'd get into, like, eventually? Yeah, I mean, yeah, to be honest, growing up, obviously, you know, I the first fight I went to was uh, was a Naz fight, and, um, and from then on, um, I think I was about 13, and from then on, just got the bug for it, and I um, always went to the fights, and I just always wanted to be involved. I've been working now at my dad Frank's office for about eight, nine years, just, uh, you know, learning the business, and between me and uh, my brother George, we're, uh, we're sort of coming to the front, forefront of it now, and um, starting to put our own shows on. Is there any um, added pressure with you being? you know, obviously Frank's your dad, is, does that have any pressure to what you're doing? Obviously, you know, he's put some of the, you know, some of the biggest and best events on and the, the UK's ever seen. If you look at Frank Bruno at Wembley and, uh, you know, Cows Vegas at Millennium Stadium and Hatton at uh, and the MEN. Yeah, there's a lot to live up to, you know, but obviously we've got, we've got the best mentor that we could possibly ask for. Yeah, definitely. Agree. Agree so what's your role in the business then, Francis? What do you do? Because obviously, as you said there, you shared it with your brother George, don't you? So. Yeah, well, um, my, my role in the business, in, in my dad's business, has always been involved in the market and the advertising side of things, um, getting involved with the sponsorship and, and looking after the fighters and you know ma- sort of managing some of their sponsorship deals. But me and my brother George, we're just about to launch our own promotions company called Queensbury Promotions. So we'll be um, you know, managing directors of that and, um, and, and getting our own stable of fighters together and, um, and putting our own shows on, hopefully finding our own world champions. Brilliant, brilliant. What the difficulties in the promoting then that you've been doing so far then? Because obviously, you know, you're making in those, but have you come across anything? Yeah, I mean, we're just, um, you know, over, over the years, you know, been involved in this unfortunate um, circumstances, you know, for example, when uh, I was out with Derek Chisora and heavily involved with his uh, preparations in his training camp when he was supposed to fight Klitschko in December. And we were out there on the Wednesday before the fight, everything sounds fantastic, and Klitschko pulled out an injury and there's nothing you can do about it. I think that's the most difficult thing is when, when an injury occurs, there is literally nothing you can do about it. Mm. Yeah, it must yeah. be frustrating, that, isn't it? It's, yeah, I mean, you know, most, most business, you know, business deals and etc. you can sort of get, get around most most things, but, you know, if the fighter's not ready to go in the ring and can't fight, then there is literally nothing you can do. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, obviously the season's come to an end now, Francis. What, what were the highlights for the season last year for you, though? You know, home and abroad, which, which fights did you enjoy most? I think, I think the highlights of the season last year, I mean, I've just... You know, most recently was the Mitchell Murray fight. I thought both guys gave a great account of themselves, and um, I think you know Mitchell coming out on top in the end. But it sets up a great rematch down the line for those two guys. Massive highlight for me was the, was the emergence of Ricky Burns and Nathan Cleverley as um, as real you know, world title fighters. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to working with those guys in the new season again. And um, and also we've got some great guys coming through: Stephen Smith and uh, Liam Walsh. These are two guys that are going to be um, you know at the forefront of the British boxing for the next foreseeable future. But um, you know they're going to be big stars over the next 12 months. 
Brilliant, yeah. So when's the uh, next uh, promotion for you then? We've got a charity event on the 9th of September at, uh, down in the Hilton in London. And then after that, we've, um, we've got three or four promotions um, in September and October, which if you go on our website, it's frankwarren.tv. Between uh, myself and uh, my brother George, the Queensbury promotions, our first event's at York Hall on the 3rd of September, which is uh, Liam Wolfe's Brightonfield Commonwealth title. Brilliant, excellent. OK. Well, Francis, we're going to uh, get call it, uh, call it a day there. Sorry, mate. Um, having a nightmare here at the minute. Um, we're going to call it a day there, mate. But uh, thanks for joining us. Um, it, well, just Absolute pleasure. Mate. Absolute pleasure. And uh, see you ringside in September. Yeah, brilliant, mate. We'll have it on again soon anyway, you know, just fun, before the mate. fight.